Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, it's Marazza. Happy Monday to you. Of course, we talk about the unbelievable collapse by the Celtics year, down 3-0 to the Miami Heat. Plus, Canadian bacon returns. It's the best of the DA show now. But we begin with last night's Game 3 in Miami. Well, nobody gave the Heat a shot to win this series. I talked about this after we saw the predictions from so many national panels, specifically the ESPN panel, where 10 Different NBA writers and analysts were asked for their predictions on the Eastern Conference Finals, and not one of them, not one of them chose the Heat. And here we are with a 3-0 series lead advantage Miami. So how did we get here? Well, we got here because Jimmy Butler's been on fire, and the Celtics had their hearts snatched from them up in Boston. But certainly in a game three with their season on the line, we'd see the ultimate fight, right? I mean, with the Celtics season on the line last night in Miami down 0-2, we were going to see the very best of Boston. In fact, Vegas, despite the first two games and Miami coming back home, had the Celtics still installed as the favorite last night when lines closed most places, the Celtics were four-and-a-half-point favorites. Talk about disrespect to Miami. And then the Celtics no-showed. They lie down, they rolled over, and they let the Heat scratch their belly like a bunch of dogs. And I'm not talking about dogs. I'm talking about dogs. I'm not talking about how Pat Boyle says, dog. when he's fired up. No, I'm talking about they laid over like dogs. How could the Celtics no-show game three to the point where the starters were benched in the fourth quarter? It is where we begin. Your cold open. They lob in the smart. Couldn't get it up. Nandi the other way for three. Transition. It's a net ripper. He's staring it down. A hand slap with Bam. Timeout. Yeah, just 
I just didn't have him ready to play. I should have, uh, whatever it was, whether it was the starting lineup, whether it was an adjustment, just I have to get them in a better place, ready to play. And that's on me. Game three of the 2023 Eastern Conference Finals belongs to the Heat. Largest margin of victory of this postseason for Miami as they win by 26. I don't even know where to start. It's obvious, obvious letdown. I feel like we let our fan base organization down. We let ourselves down. And it was collective. We can point fingers. Um, but in reality, it was just embarrassing. I don't believe it. The most amazing, sensational, dramatic, heart-rending. It's DA's top story. Here he goes. It's your cold open. Radio on the call. Joe Missoula, head coach, Jalen Brown after the embarrassment. If I'm not mistaken, I believe I heard the crew last night say that was the Celtics' biggest blowout defeat in their playoff history. That that was the biggest embarrassment in their playoff history. And I'll tell you this. What we saw last night was a Heat team that has now become supercharged. What we've seen now is a Heat team with every step of the way gain more and more confidence. What we saw last night was Miami didn't even need a superhuman effort from Jimmy Butler to win and win going away. It was Gabe Vincent, Max Struess, Duncan Robinson, Caleb Martin. If you're saying to yourself or to me through the radio, DA, who are those guys? I don't blame you. They were all undrafted. All of them were undrafted. These are G League guys. But the Heat's culture, the Heat's identity, the Heat's stability has helped raise the ability and the level of all of those guys. And they all understand through amazing development, coaching, and chemistry how they can contribute. And then they follow the leader or the leaders, Jimmy Butler, Bam. And between Butler and Bam Adebayo, these these guys are, again, they're supercharged. They're super boosted. And right now, they're playing well above their heads. They are closer, though, to this team than they are the team that was supposedly an eight seed. I say supposedly because last year they were in Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Finals and brought back mainly the same squad. Could you imagine if this team had Tyler Hero on it currently, who's injured? Or Victor Oladipo for depth as well? I mean, they're missing two pretty big pieces It's extraordinary what the Heat are doing, and no team has ever come back from down 3-0, so it looks like we can pencil the Nuggets and the Heat into the NBA Finals. Whoa. But this is also about the Celtics, and ever since, it was Butler and Grant Williams forehead-to-forehead barking at one another in Game 2. The series has been over. That moment lit a spark under Butler in game two. The Heat went on to win that game. And then last night's crush job. I don't want to say the series flipped because the Heat won game one anyway. But since that moment, the Celtics have rolled over into the fetal position. And Joe Mazzulla can say all he wants. I didn't have him ready to play. 
I should have been better. I should have had him right. But those were just non-answer puke answers last night. It was just excuses. It was not really getting to the heart of the matter, which is Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and the rest of the Celtics got gutless. That's what happened. That's what has happened. For whatever reason, last year, they had enough tenacity to get through this series and win a game seven, right? On the road. For whatever reason, last year's Celtics team had enough of what it takes, toughness, mental fortitude in the postseason to win this series. This year, they're gutless. They're completely gutless. For them to no-show last night is inexcusable. It is inexcusable. And I'm looking at Jason Tatum. He has to set the tone. He's their Jimmy Butler. And yet, how often does he seem like the Tin Man? No heart. That he's he's a great talent, but when he gets punched in the face, he just turtles. And, and last night was one of the most embarrassing big game efforts not only in the playoffs in a long time, but I think in Celtics franchise history. That's the season. Look, if you lose going down swinging, that's one thing. To lose by 30? The game was over at halftime. That's Missoula, and I talked about this when the series began. Missoula's getting his pants pulled down by Eric Spolstra, a huge coaching advantage. But also, the guts and the heart, the playoff ability of the Heat is so far superior to the Celtics and the Celtics getting through the Sixers they barely had to do anything and the Sixers bowed out the Sixers were just more gutless than the Celtics are so by getting through that quote-unquote challenge didn't really help sturdy them for this it's a different weight class it's a completely different weight class and the Celtics are turtling it's embarrassing that's that really is embarrassing last night. And by the way, the disrespect for the Heat. They were up 2-0, taking two in Boston, came back home. They were still underdogs. At one point, do the Heat actually, are they favored? Game four, they might be underdogs again. Well, the Celtics are down to their last breath. They're going to come out fighting. If they can win game four, they can push it back to a game five at home. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, at what point do the Heat get respect? that they should be favored in this series. They should have always been favored in this series because they got what it what it takes and the Celtics don't. Here's your phone number, 855. You know, let me tell you, by the way, 2124-CBS, 855-2124-227. If you're a Celtics fan, I, I my guess is you are just stunned right now that this has happened. That you never in a million years thought that that the Celtics would do this, roll over and get absolutely pummeled. You just got to be walking wounded, Mraz. I'm almost worried to ask how Cap is doing, big Celtics fan today, because the guy has got to either be really angry or just dazed and confused. I'm going to go dazed and confused. I, I think if social media was any any indication from most Celtic fans, it's a stunned disbelief. But, you know, D.A., when you put all your chips behind a cartoon leprechaun and believe that's really, really the juice, then this is going to come back to bite you. So I don't know, Cap. Let's see. If he starts sniping at Pete today, then we know he's real angry. So I guess we'll get a temperature in the next hour or so. So you're saying we should have always known this was going to happen because their mascot is a leprechaun. 
Well, I mean, again, they believe that wiping feet on leprechauns lead to bad luck. The, the Celtic fans have become real weird over the years, really, really weird. Uh, and, of course, they think everything's their given right to go win NBA Finals, although they haven't done that in a very, very long time. A Yankee-esque uh, drought, let's call it, for the Celtics. So, I don't know. It's hard to feel bad for them right now, D.A. You know, it is a Yankees-type drought. The Yankees won the World Series in 09, last time they were even in the World Series. Celtics, last time they won a championship was 08. Now, they've been to the finals, I think, twice since then. But you're oh. right. This is a 15-year drought yeah, for the Celtics. We've lowered the bar on only just hoping to get the Eastern Conference Finals and an, and an NBA final. No more NBA titles you win, too. Hmm. What about that dynasty they were setting up after the Pierce-Garnett trades? It's odd. Well, that's. I think that's also a harsh reality. Did they top out with this nucleus, the Tatum, Brown, Smart, Horford? Did they top out with this team last year of the NBA Finals. Like, is this ever going to be a team with Tatum and Brown as the centerpieces that can win an NBA championship after this year? You really got to question that. Right, because are they even going to be together? Is Jalen Brown getting traded this offseason? Yeah. I mean, that was a lot of... Oof, I heard a lot about dynasties when that trade went down. It's interesting. I guess if you consider making the Easter Conference Finals a few times in 10 years a dynasty, then they are one. I, I suppose I hear this glee in your voice because as a Nets fan, you're you're enjoying the fact because Celtics fans probably were punking you over the last year and a half. No, I would never stoop to that level, DA. I farm my own land. I would never, ever stoop do you? to that level. Do I you? do. I'm a big farm my own land guy. Is that what you do? I don't worry about other fan base of the teams. No, I'm just speaking. Never. I just, I, look, I get how that fan base must feel. It's just interesting. How about South Florida, by the way, has two eight seeds, and both of them are dominating their conference finals. I can think of no epicenter of America that deserves to have two teams go on these miracle runs more than South Florida fans. How how crazy is this? Well, I mean, the Panthers have never won a Stanley Cup, right? They've never, I think they've only been to one Correct. cup final, the, the Rats Cup final back in the 90s. 96, that'll become your win Canadian Bay. That's their last trip to the Cup. Wow. Right now, they've got the force of a hurricane. Oh, no. <laughs> Is that that bad? I mean, oh, no. It's not oh, funny. Okay. He's kind of waiting on that. <laughs> I, think, I think even Edgar D'Souza was not ready for that today. Morty, Morty, please get Morty, his name right. Morty. By the way, that might be the first Morty D'Souza tuba in the cold open. Well, you haven't been here on that summer for IDA a couple weeks ago. I think that, oh, that, that already <laughs> happened? <laughs> That know. was not the earliest tuba on record? <laughs> it might be, but I don't know. I've, I've exercised him a lot. <laughs> I wonder. We should ask DA Show Quotes, the show historian, whether that was the earliest known tuba on record at 6.16 <laughs> or 6.17 a.m. Eastern Time. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. 
conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. CBS presents this program in color. An educated person can't think he's going to get a recruit by uh, strippers coming in. They can fire you, but they can't eat you. And they run through our ass like through a tin horn, man, and we could not stop them. The audio you need to hear. It's DA Soundcheck. All right, welcome back, everybody. Happy Monday to you. As always, you can check us out. On your phone, you can stream us using the free Odyssey app. Inside the free Odyssey app, podcasts of the show or our extended arm programming as well. You can also pause, rewind, and fast-forward live radio. Check us out of the free Odyssey app or the free CBS Sports app every single morning. Or on demand if you use the free Odyssey app. We begin with Ben Roethlisberger, who had Kenny Pickett on his podcast. And you think Ben was going into last season rooting for the young guy? Oh, no, he wasn't. Here's Roethlisberger with an interesting admission. I wouldn't say that I, I wanted Kenny to necessarily fail, but, like, you know, when someone comes to replace you and you're like, you know, I, feel, I still feel like I had it, like, I hope he doesn't come, like, ball out. Because then it's like, <laughs> Ben who, right? Right. I just didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't – I wasn't aware. And I, I was – I am I was pleasantly surprised. I'm glad that I was wrong in the sense of, of where I had you. I thought you'd be – a quarterback that was good, that was going to come in. I, I think you're the future of this team. I really do. And um, and I think they got, you know, the, the, the fans should be lucky. They are lucky. They got you. Um, but but that that's 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 what I'm going to say. I'll say I was early on, I didn't want him to succeed because I didn't want him to, you know, they followed me up. I didn't want it to happen. I think that's probably the selfishness of me. And I feel bad for it. But as it went on, as the season went on, he got into like his third game playing. I was rooting for him. Yeah. I was I was excited for you. So that was Roethlisberger talking directly to Kenny Pickett on his football and podcast. So it comes from Roethlisberger, and thus it sounds really piggish and selfish that here's a guy that played for the Steelers for 15 years, nearly 20 years, and you would think that he just wants the Steelers to win. He had his time in the sun. He's going to go to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Here comes a young guy. Pickett's done nothing to Roethlisberger personally. Roethlisberger has retired. So what difference does it make if the, the Steelers win or not? Nobody's going to say, well, Roethlisberger wasn't, wasn't any good. His legacy is already cemented. And so it comes from Roethlisberger, and it sounds piggish and pig-headed and selfish. And it is, except I think it's also an honest admission that Roethlisberger is giving that most guys just wouldn't say because the right thing to say is that they root for the, just the jersey, the uniform, they root for the young guys. They're, they're you know, that whatever happens after them, they're just they're they're there for the for the for the organization. But I think a lot of people feel like Roethlisberger. I mean, if you do a job for a long time and the moment that you step away, somebody else succeeds just as much as you did. 
you know, you feel devalued. And I, I think that's very natural in sports, certainly for competitive guys who've had the spotlight on them for a long time, who go through contract negotiations and, you know, they have to kind of prove themselves constantly. I'm good enough. I'm valued enough. This is what I deserve. That if, if a guy stepped in and did just as well as you did, you know, it would be a real hit to the ego. So as much as Roethlisberger is going to get smashed today for this, I think he's really just admitting something that most guys feel but would never say. Next up is our friend Susan Waldman on the Yankees radio network over the weekend. Susan is not found on Twitter, nor is John Sterling. And so if you see their videos go viral, specifically of John going, and shaking back and forth as the Yankees have some type of big victory, that's all from Cap. Cap is the digital mind behind a lot of that stuff, but they don't have Twitter. I mean, why would they? And so, well, you know, it's it's not rare for older broadcasters to not have a Twitter handle, but Susan Waldman makes an interesting admission on Saturday. Do we believe tw- Twitter? You're on Twitter, huh? No, I'm oh, not. Oh. I have a phony name. I have a phony account. Michael King is... Is up in the pen. I, I'm on surreptitiously. Nobody knows I'm there. I made up a, an account so I can see what terrible things people are writing. He's lurking in the weeds. The one, two. Swing and a miss. It's strike three. Marinaccio got him on a sweeper. I did have a fan once ask me. He said, I, 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 well, I tweeted you and you never answered me back. I said, well, I'm not on Twitter. So evidently somebody's saying they're me. And I'm not on Twitter. Oh, so how about this? So Suze is not on Twitter, but she does have a, a dummy account so that she can see what people are saying about her. A spy account, huh? How about a burner uh, account? How about for that? Susan? Hmm. Now, that was not John, of course. You would know that that's not John. Is that Justin Shackle that we just That heard? is. That's Justin Shackle. Okay, so Shackle does some fill-in for the Yankees, and he's actually done some updates for us in the past. So... Uh, kind of a a loose connection to the DA show, but that's the only problem there is that wouldn't you have loved to hear that conversation between John and Susan? What does the conversation between those two concerning Twitter burner accounts sound like? (laughs) What would John have said there to a fake burner? Would he even know what that is? Well, you know, Susan, I've seen the Twitter egg before and I've created one of my own. Susan, they they say that that Elon has ruined everything over at Twitter. The one-two to judge is low. Uh, And I don't know if you've seen this, Susan, but apparently these days a lot more sponsored tweets. And the two-two also. (laughs) (laughs) Is that, though, is that Susan knowing her partner? Does she even say that to John? Yeah, I think you're right, folks. I just don't think they even get into that conversation. She knows about better. Twitter. If if Sterling's on the call, there's no way. I, I wish I could have heard it, but how would he respond to quote her fake Twitter account? But he would have no idea what she's talking. Well, about. now to be fair, this is probably also why we finally get this out of Justin Shackle because she briefly mentioned something she saw on Twitter, and John would have just glossed over it, not even had any idea what she was talking about, and moved oh, on. Oh, I'm wrong. And it was Justin Shackle stuff right. said, wait a minute, wait a minute, Twitter? You're on Twitter? Yeah, <laughs> right. Not- yes, that's exactly right. Yes, that would have gone so far over John's head. So what do we think? 
does Susan just use the burner account just to see what's being said about her? But or does she like Kevin Durant snap to her own defense and start fighting with twelve year olds? I think she defends herself. You do. I think she defends herself, and I wow. think she tipped her hand and didn't mean to because she's used to working with somebody that would never call her out on it. Mm-hmm. And Justin oh, yeah. Shackle did, and now she's probably in scramble mode. Oh no, somebody's going to realize that was me. <laughs> Is it possible that she and John sit in the hotel bar post game and use her account to see what people are saying about both of them, and I she don't... reads tweets back and forth? I don't think John cares, but I could be wrong. I don't know John personally. Maybe he's more sensitive than I give him credit for but i think once you get into your 80s the last thing you care about is what people are saying about you i mean you've already done it for like a century what does it even matter i could see those susan at the hotel bar scrolling feverishly after a, a mistaken home run or something like that they were just so friggin' arrogant about yes, it i could see that <laughs> What happens if John comes across a fat journal tweet? Does he even remember <laughs> doing that? Can I tell you that if I didn't have a Twitter account, there's no way I would have a burner account. If I'm not on Twitter to promote this show, there's no way I would be on it anyway. The o- What's the fun in seeing everybody's crap that they say about you, but not actually using it for your own you know, promotion? Right, I mean, isn't that the worst of Twitter without getting any of the benefit of it? Uh, I mean, I guess that is true. Why even be sucked into the cesspool unless you truly are there just to gather information? You want to follow Woj, you want to follow Schefter, and you really have no reason to ever want to interact with somebody, so you do it for that. But then you keep a search on for your own name to see what people yeah, are saying. Yeah, that's the thing. But that's the problem. It's tantalizing to only want to be involved in getting info, but then you can't help yourself. You can't help but search it out. Uh, to me, when I think I'm going to get a bleep storm of criticism because of something I said, something I did, I'm just like, I-, I don't even need to open this. I'd rather avoid Twitter at all costs rather than seeking out the hell- the hailstorm of people screaming at me of how stupid I am or how much I suck. (laughs) I don't know why you would seek that out. That's what she's saying. She's seeking it out. She wants to hear it. So shouldn't she get as as much heat as Kevin Durant done? Isn't she just as bad? (laughs) Well, we actually find the Twitter account. Susan Rules 624. (laughs) Broadcasting Pioneer 128. All right, finally, here's Joey Zanaboni with a Big save this weekend for MLS expansion team St. Louis SC. The far side, shot stoned by Portland. Now second chance. Oh, Roman Berkey. Unbelievable diamond save. Breaking things up like a 25th birthday in a Leo DiCaprio relationship. Breaking things up like a 25th birthday and a Leo DiCaprio relationship. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Because Leo dates you until you're 25 and then he instantaneously breaks up with you once you hit 25, right? Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) By the way, I'm going to credit Zanaboni here. He must be listening every day and realize we haven't played him in soundcheck in a while because he texted me this clip directly yesterday. (laughs) It's been too long, Sean. He's the best. He's... He's the best PR company, and he's his own PR company. The Zanaboni <laughs> Public Relations is the best freaking PR company on the face of the earth. They're better than CAA. 
Can we hear that whole clip one more time? Because I love that maniacal giggle. And then I love him saying, unbelievable. The far side, shot stoned by Portland. Now second chance. Oh, Roman Berkey. Unbelievable diamond shame. Breaking things up like a 25th birthday in a Leo DiCaprio <laughs> relationship. <laughs> That's awesome. We have, we have played exactly zero MLS highlights and sound check this season, aside from the five St. Louis SC highlights that we played this season. <laughs> St. Louis SC has 100% of our MLS highlights that we are played. And based on the relationship that uh, MLS has with Peacock, or no, Apple TV, and based on my conversation with uh, with Vogue's last week, it is, it is possible that MLS highlights don't exist aside from when Zanaboni actually sends us them. That they you can't actually get them otherwise. If you play all your games on a Saturday behind a paywall, does it make a noise Monday through Friday? The answer right now is no for MLS. Yeah, who knows where to find MLS on television, but we can give you every single Ron Berkey highlight. From- <laughs> Roman, Roman oh, Berkey. Roman Berkey highlight from St. Louis SC via the Zanaboni Twitter account. Do you have Ron Burkle on the mind, the old <laughs> Penguins owner? Is that who yes, that was? Yes, I think I – Is that was that Ron Burkle? Is that who that was? I think that so. <laughs> Ron Burkle. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. I love that when Zanaboni gets really fired up, it's almost like he touched something hot. Hot skillet. And then that unbelievable, is that an accent or is he talking, is that his regular voice? I don't, like there's a different type of voice that comes out sometimes. I've lost track on that with Zanaboni. Unbelievable! I once had a a producer in Boston and uh, anytime anything happened that was even slightly above normal, he'd go, that's unbelievable. And I was like, that's interesting for something that's just like slightly above average. And that's kind of like <laughs> Zanaboni. Just everything is like unbelievable. Unbelievable. Hot coals. Hot coals. And that is your sound check. Man, we are coming up on this Bob's Bar Show. We're coming up on this. Friday, June the 16th. By the time we get to this Friday, it will be only three weeks away. Friday, June the 16th, the Bob's Bar Show, West Babylon, New York. You're like, DA, I need a travel guide. I need it preferably authored by you. I'm glad you asked, young Padawans. We have a full blow-by-blow where to fly into if you're flying, where to travel to, Long Island Railroad stuff, best ways in and out of the city, local haunts, local recommendations, local joints. If you're going out around the Bob's Bar Show, beaches, wineries, etc., we got it all. We got a one-stop shop travel guide and time, date, everything going on that way. I've tweeted that out. I've posted on Instagram as well. It's also on Facebook. And 
You can go to my website. There's a one page there, also a one sheet at DamonAmendolara.com. But you can easily find it on any of our social media channels as well. And that should have everything. I'll tweet it out again this morning so that you know you can find it. And if you're not on Twitter, you can find my Twitter page simply by searching it. Or you can go to my Instagram as well, at DamonAmendo on Instagram. You think Ragnar Razorback making his way out to the wineries, DA? I don't know. I don't know, but I do have people that have been reaching out to me to tell me that they're coming, and I got a feeling we've got a really good crowd assembling. In fact, <laughs> I think we might I think we might have some international flavor. I think we got some Canadians that are coming down for it. Wow, is that right? That is right. That is so. Yeah. So I'm feeling pretty good about this. And you did, after we needled you last week, you did reach out to Badlands Booker, and Badlands is confirmed, correct? Yes. Badlands Booker confirmed. Kaney Linendahl uh, confirmed. And uh, I don't know. We might have a couple random acts of surprises that have been alluded to in the past. Well, when it comes to Badlands, did you explain that we need him to belch in your face from the deepest recesses of his body and then smack you with a kill box? <laughs> I will tell you exactly what I have told uh, Mr. Booker. Um, uh, count me in. Your dad's backyard. Thanks for inviting me back. Okay, so I went through the whole thing. Your dad's backyard. I said I lost the bet on the show to end the show as part of this elaborate scheme. I also need you to slap me in the face with a hot dog or a sausage, but then you also need to burp in my face. I assumed you'd be down, so I never asked. <laughs> He wrote, ha, 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 with an exclamation point. I would definitely be down. It's all good. Whatever you need me to do, I'll do. Oh, he's the best. Oh, Badlands is just an all-time great person. <laughs> there is nothing you could tell him that he'd be like, ooh, no, I don't do that. <laughs> but he doesn't know that that him burping in your face is like soft porn for you. Right, right. He doesn't know yeah. that you're going to be so <laughs> right. enchanted. I, well, to be <laughs> fair. <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> He's going to do this with like little butterflies and stars <laughs> showing me floating in the air. Hearts in his eyes. What I'm going to say is you were like we live Daisy Hubba. Duck getting kissed we live in, by Daffy Duck. This OnlyFans world we're in right now, this Only can't fans. be the first time somebody's asked Badlands to burp in their face. Oh, and on. it's usually involving arousal. So I cannot oh. imagine this is the first rodeo. Now, this is such an interesting theory. You believe that somebody would be sexually aroused by being oh. belched well, in the face of by Badlands. <laughs> It's weird to use the word sexually aroused, but DA, look. Well, you inferred it. <laughs> yeah. You know, people get it's excited. The sausage casing fits. People get excited by weird things. And I'm just saying, you know, it's no different than girls throwing their underwears on the stage for Elvis. When you see Badlands walk in the backyard, <laughs> if, you want, if you want him to burp in your face, you're yeah, doing so because different. it gives you a certain feeling. <laughs> I, I tell you, I better I better hide the bourbon bell from this uh, because I don't know what she might do. Just melt into a puddle seeing Badlands <laughs> walk into your dad's backyard, chug hot coffee and donuts, and then be ready to belch in your face. She might swoon like any of those Elvis Ow. fans. Jump out the window. Look, you saw her with Coach ODA. Now he's getting a burp from Badlands Booker. Things are different. <laughs> This would I be mean, the day to have him eat an Admiral's Feast, too, before. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's good true. scallop butter burp. Oh, yeah. yeah. Casual Admiral's Feast. That's right. We Please, uh, Badlands, uh, have a casual Admiral's Feast the night before so that you can mix all of those crustaceans and buttery seafood with coffee and donuts as you <laughs> belch in Merez's face. <laughs> 
Or do we try to make this a punishment and make him eat things that Sean doesn't like? Like pickles. Pickles, tater tots. Right. Yeah. Well, Mraz, what well. do you hope you smell? What do you hope the experience is? Mm. I want to smell a hot dog from the contest of 96, DA. I hope that something's still in there. I think, look, if you're smelling a Badlands burp, you want hot dog in there. You want hot dog in there. Now, he's Chug Mountain Dew. I think he did a fishbowl of his own Ecto Cooler the other day. So I'm assuming you're going to get a lot of weird sugars thrown at you. But deep down, if you, it's like, I don't know. If you're going to have Badlands burp in your face, you don't want to go to a Yankee game and watch Aaron Judge strike out four times. You better get hot dog in that burp. Yeah, you you want to smell memorabilia? <laughs> Well, I'm just saying, he's known originally for the hot dog thing. So you want hot dogs in there. You don't, you don't want to pay admission and then be left a little disappointed. For those that are going to come to Bob's Bar, you'll have a front row seat for this. Obviously, we'll broadcast this on the simulcast as well. But the key is, at some point in the morning, Badlands is going to get up on stage, quote-unquote, which is deck. the pool deck. Okay. Well, Mraz to be least, fair, hold on. he is not going to be allowed in that pool deck. <laughs> <laughs> it's about 10 years old. He's going to reinforce it. I can't have that problem. Gotcha. Okay, so to set the, the scene, Mraz will be in a folding chair on the pool deck or around the pool deck. Badlands will then belch from the deepest part of his belly into Mraz's face. After that, he will take a long extended kielbasa, slap Mraz across the grill. Then we will kick Mraz's chair into the pool, no matter what the weather is like, no matter what the temperature is like. And at that moment, Foxy on the bagpipes will begin playing Old Lang Syne the New Year's Eve song, and that will kick off <laughs> summer 2023. I think we should try Badlands on the deck. I don't. I don't. I got enough family problems right now. I don't need to hear that my competitive eater broke the deck. You got to do deck out of it, falling up. <laughs> That's true. Pete's right. You probably got somebody to donate a deck no, to fix it for you. It don't you. matter. Then it's Arrows, the whole thing. Marble, heated. Then it's Sean, you better come over here and clean up the nails and everything. I can't do that. So what? Well, we're going to have you seated on the ground. He's going to belch, and then we're going to crane you up. No, there's the stairs, DA. I sit, I belch, I slap, I work my way up. Somebody follows me in and kicks me in. Badlands literally, Mike, that deck is... Kenyon Martin jersey. That's right. I forgot all about that. To kick off summer. Yeah, your <laughs> oldest pair of underwear you have to wear the way. as well. Who would if you imagine telling somebody in the summer of 2020 that we'd be at a point where we're allowing somebody to burp openly in our face, slap us with a hot dog, and wear uh, dirty underwear into a pool? <laughs> well, talk about pandemic. Germs one on one. If the person was you, we'd believe it. <laughs> we should tie a belt around Badlands waist, which is attached to the chair. And then he turns around <laughs> and starts moving towards the driveway, which then pulls the chair out from underneath Merez to that. That's the way that you slip into the pool. I mean, that's a lot of ma machinations, but fine. However, I end up, I end up. Oh, God. And Cap is now playing the video of Merez's skidded underwear as he puts it into the camera lens. And it is so Ugh. grotesque. 
he's going to be wearing that over his bathing suit. So everybody's going to get a, a nice look. Oh, God, it's so brown. I don't understand why your underwear look like they've been spattered with tan paint. <laughs> huh? Did Looks you get like... a, a spray tan in your undercarriage one time? And that's oh. by the way, that's the book I write. Fifty Shades of Brown. <laughs> oh, God. So heinous. Number one bestseller. Yep. All right, standing by for headlines and stunned. Here's Andrew Bogish. Uh, so you guys miss Brad Stevens yet? At least his Celtics put up a fight yeah, before really. their disappointing playoff exit. Joe Missoula's team was down 22 before halftime in game three in Miami last night. At the time, you think you say what needs to be said, but at, at the same time, like you, I just have to be better. I got to make sure when we step on that floor that we're ready to execute we're ready to be physical we're ready to play harder than the other team that, that's that's my job the celtics did get as close as 12 shortly after halftime then miami raced to a 33 point edge eventually winning 128 102 for a 3-0 lead in this eastern conference final no nba team has ever blown that 3-0 lead jimmy butler let gave vincent be the star last night a career high 29 points with six threes Duncan Robinson had a 22. Butler had 16 with eight boards and six assists. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown combining for just 26 points for the Celtics. The Nuggets can get their sweep tonight. Game four with the Lakers in L.A. Nikola Jokic expecting the Lakers to show up, unlike those Celtics. They're going to be aggressive. They, they, of course, they're going to be extra physical, extra. They're going to run more. They're going to, you know, everything's going to be on different level or, or one more of anything. So, so we will see. The Nuggets would be the last of the four ABA teams that merged with the NBA to wow. make the finals. The other three, the Spurs, the Pacers, and the Nets. The Dallas Stars are halfway to... McCarran about the offseason! Because they're in an 0-2 hole to the Vegas Golden Knights in the Western Conference Final. Dallas was less than three minutes away from a split on the strip, but Jonathan Worcestershire tied the game with 2.22 left in regulation. Then Chandler Stevenson got the 3-2 win. 72 seconds into Can you just overtime. be patient until after bacon? Oh, I took the Worcestershire joke from you Can again? Can you just I'm be sorry. patient? I'm sorry. I thought eight times was enough. Is uh, there a double Worcestershire? Because there's a Marcia show and now Worcestershire? Can everybody just let Canadian bacon happen? It's a busy week in the NFL. 20 teams open OTAs today, including the Ravens, Bills, Chiefs, and Niners. Ten more go tomorrow. The last straggle will be the Bengals who don't begin these off-season practices for another two weeks. It took just two hours and six minutes for Justin Verlander of the Mets to outduel Shane Bieber and the Guardians on Sunday Night Baseball 2-1. The Mets sweeping this split doubleheader for a five-game win streak, all five wins by a single run. In the afternoon, the Cardinals still red hot. The 3-1 pitch. Mercado swings and he hits the ball past the second baseman Vargas into right field. Two more runs come in. The throw to third, not in time to get Donovan. A five RBI day for number nine batter Oscar Mercado. Five RBI and a 10-5 win at Dodger Stadium. The highlight from John Rooney on Cardinals Radio. St. Louis has won 11-14 of 14 after that abysmal start. They're now third in the NL Central, jumping the Cubs and Reds who lost to the Phillies and Yankees, respectively, yesterday. And it's five major titles now for Brooks Kepka, a third Wanamaker trophy after a two-shot win at the PGA Championship. And yes, Kepka is the first live golfer 
to win a major. And now we are stunned. It doesn't take much to surprise this bouncing baby boy. This is honestly the most stunned I have ever been on the show to a news. The DA show is stunned to a news. Today's stunned is the first submission from listener Joey Kieran via Twitter DM. So thank you, Joey. Uh, if you're going to be crazy on public transportation, one could argue you might as well be as crazy as possible. No half measures. So we're on a max train in Portland, Oregon last week, and transit police were asked to deal with a, quote, unwanted person. He was unwanted despite the fact he was dressed completely like Captain Jack Sparrow and declared himself the character from the movie when officers asked for his name. Wow. The craziness did take a turn when the man allegedly tried to bite officers as they tried to remove him from the train. But as my good friend Pete knows, we encounter um, an unnecessary amount of... Insanity at times on the subway. In fact, so much of the Pete doesn't take it anymore. That's right. But I feel like if there were movie characters bothering Pete, he <laughs> yeah. might have stick and stayed yeah. on the one train with me. Uh, at least try. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. No, just Some don't effort. say like 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 be a movie star. Like have a character. I yeah. yeah. I like this. This is much better than somebody dressed in like an Elmo costume. Uh, in Times Square, this is like a real human costume. I think we need more of this on yeah. trains. We want to bite people, but dress no. up and be loopy. Yeah, I agree. I like if what? you just got random movie characters. I think this is good. Right, if someone walked around like Uncle Buck, I, I'd appreciate it. <laughs> true. <laughs> yeah, true. Now, Bogues, does the story say why police approached Captain Jack Sparrow? Was he doing something wrong? Uh, I don't know what made people call for for help or whatever, but people on the train reported this guy for I don't know if he was doing a terrible Jack Sparrow impersonation. I don't know if he was doing <laughs> other pirate material and it was flat. I'm not sure what he was doing but somebody called for assistance and that's why the cop showed up. I'd like a little bit more details on this because it says police responded to a report of an unwanted person. That's kind of not fair because I've been unwanted places as well but is that reason for for cop intervention? That you're just, we don't want you around here? I mean... If he's dressed as Captain Jack Sparrow, I don't know. Seems like he's an addition to any group that he's he's with. I would much rather this than more people playing like the bucket drums. I get, yeah, I think he's absolutely an addition. It is Portland. It's an artsy town. Maybe they were like film snobs and wanted, you know, didn't think he was worthy of their time from a franchise Disney movie. He must have been doing something. Because, yeah, Portland's a pretty forgiving place for eccentrics. And, I, I mean, just dra- just dressed and named acting like Captain Jack Sparrow <laughs> does not seem like reason to be unwanted. If you're going to be wanted anywhere by portraying Captain Jack, it would be Portland. It's like either Portland or L.A., right? I mean, where, where else would you possibly have a gig beside those two places and be embraced? Maybe they were also worried he would be a pirate. Uh, wait. Yep. It's nope. not funny. I don't even. He's 43 years old. How old is too old to be playing a character on the subway? He's close. He is close. No. Why? Yeah. Why? 50. Why? 
Well, I guess you had an age-appropriate character. Like, at Come some on. point. If you saw a guy in his 70s dressed as Rocky Balboa, you'd be you'd laugh your ass off. Mm. I would. <laughs> mm. I don't Fair. know about that. No, you gotta if you if you it just has to be age appropriate. Like at some point he's gonna age out of Jack Sparrow. I don't know who he then becomes <laughs> after that. Like he's gotta find older roles. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like Clint Eastwood in something. I'm Clint Eastwood in Grand Torino. Be Grand Torino. <laughs> <laughs> or the cowboy, Unforgiven. He should get a horse. You know what I don't like is how dirty the Times Square costumes are. You know, when you see Minnie Mouse or you see Elmo, it's like, why are their costumes so soiled? I can give you a well, couple reasons. I mean, <laughs> A, the people, they're hugging nonstop. Two, they never wash them. Yeah, why don't they Three. wash them? Well, Three, I, pollution. I don't think, I mean, these seem like people that work long hours. I, okay. I don't think there's a lot of, you know, you got to wash your underwear first. Those costumes, they also could fall apart pretty easily in a washing machine. I found Elmo fur in my washer before. It's a bad scene. <laughs> I don't think well, they're taking 15s, too, to, uh, to clean up their uh, uniform. Mm. I think it could un- I could understand the, the head not being washed because it's you can't throw that in a washing machine. But the outfit itself, I mean, somebody do a little cleaning. It is grotesque. Yeah, it smells like hepatitis and Heineken. I agree. <laughs> That's the other two H's. Yeah. Mary Carroll's, you said, smells like Heineken and heroin. Yeah. Yeah. This is hepatitis and Heineken. Hepatitis. What's the smell of hepatitis? The Elmo costume in Times Square. That's it. They're just so soiled. You know, it's like seeing a toddler that just came in from the backyard. It's like, why is everything so dirty? Elmo, why is your face dirty? That's why they're not getting it right. They, they, one day, one of them should wear the head and a suit underneath it. It looks look even better. Maybe I love that. Yeah, three-piece suit. Business Elmo? That's right. Yeah, business one, Elmo. One's wearing a tuxedo. The other one's wearing just, you know, business yeah. casual. Wall Street Elmo. It's coming back from the stock market. No. Oh. <laughs> The sizzle of the best goals. Sing us a song. You're the overtime ending man. The saltiness of the best games. God, we're having a good time. Having a good time. We crave the nightly action of the Stanley Cup playoffs. That's a hockey, you know. It's only, it's only game. Why do you have to be mad? He's a good guy. It's your morning serving of Canadian bacon. Only on the DA Show. All right, Mraz, take it away. All right, this weekend of hockey was so good, we're going to tap into both Saturday and Sunday's games in this edition of Flat Floppy Bacon, so let's hockey. The Panthers stole game one, and we should have known game two was in their grasps as Carolina brought out none other than top 10 QB of all time, Mike Glennon, to wind the Hurricane Siren pregame. Talk about sticking your neck out for a win. The Canes were raising early, not playing a game of chicken, when Jalen Chatfield dipped a goal in the net to give Carolina a 1-0 lead. But Pat Boyle wanted dogs, and the Cats have plenty. Alexander Bark threw the fans a bone, evening the game at a goal apiece in the second period. We would play a scoreless third period before heading to overtime. There are overtime ending men, and then there are overtime ending men. Nobody 
has sang the song more in this postseason than Matthew Kachuk. How many OT goals could a Kachuk chuck if a Kachuk could chuck goals? Ekblad dumps it in down to our right. Here's Brent Burns, keeps it to the outside. Sam Bennett keeps it in out front. Kachuk is shot. He scores! He scores! Matthew Kachuk, the overtime winner! The Panthers take game one, three, two, the final! Matthew Kachuk is the marathon! Yes, sing us a song, Matthew Kachuk. You are the overtime ending man. For the second straight game and third time this postseason, Kachuk ends a game in OT for the Cats. Kachuk joins Anaheim's Corey Perry, Montreal's Maurice Rocker Richard, and Boston's Mel Hill in 1939 as players with three overtime goals in a single postseason. After the game, Rod was looking for Brenda Moore and not less from his Canes. Yeah, these are tough when you're you're right there and you know, obviously. Like you said, I mean, the margins are tight, and we are not quite haven't got a bounce yet. And hopefully we can get one, because that's what we're going to probably need. The Panthers can clinch their first trip to a Stanley Cup final since 1996 with a win tonight. Now, yesterday, while Vegas is focused on stealing Oakland's baseball team, they were still proving that the 40th biggest market in the U.S. can pack a house for hockey in an early 12.30 p.m. local start on the strip. The Stars broke a 1-1 tie with a goal from Jason Robertson in the second period to give Dallas a 2-1 lead. In the third period, it was Klingon time for the Constellation pieces. The Knights needed to find the perfect recipe to tie the game. And with just over two minutes left, the ingredient was Worcestershire sauce as Jonathan so scored to tie the game for Vegas. That would force overtime, which would incredibly make all four NHL Conference Finals games so far ones that went to overtime. That odds is almost like, so no one told you life was going to be this way. Your job's a joke. You're broke. Your star season is DOA. It's like you're always stuck in second gear. When it hasn't been your day, your week, your month, or even your year, I'll be there for you. And Chandler Bing Stevenson was for the Knights. McNabb smacks it ahead into cross the line. Stone to the right. Theodore shooting. Save. Rebound is loose. They score. Another win for Vegas to take a 2-0 series lead. Chandler Stevenson, sing us a song. You're the overtime ending man. The Knights take a commanding two games to none lead. And game three is on Tuesday night. That is your Canadian bacon. Okay, let's get the oinks. Oh, four and a half. Wow. Very solid scoring from Pete the Body. Four and a half oinks. Ooh, wow. Very healthy score. Well, a lot to like there. Mike Glennon sticking your neck out. Good reference there. Raising Canes. Game of chicken. Smart writing as well. The Kachuk could chuck goals. I feel like we've done before. It's kind of waiting on that the entire postseason. That might be the first time you've broken it out. This postseason, but we've done that previous postseasons. I think. Uh, yes. Although, again, now he's on the three overtime winners. There's only so much we could keep doing with Kachuk here. Brenda Moore, not less, is good. Was that a Star Trek reference in there? A Klingon reference? Uh, no, I did make a constellation joke in calling the stars constellation pieces. Yeah, you said it was time to cling on or a Klingon time. It was Klingon time for the constellation pieces. It was just and another way of calling the stars a constellation piece. But what's the Klingon reference? Is that a player name? 
No, they were just clinging onto a 2-1 lead. Oh, it should have been a Star Trek joke. I don't, I I've never seen Star Trek in my life. So if it was, I did it on accident. You did? Yeah, I was, I was surprised. I don't know too many Star Trek references, but I, I thought that that was one. And then finally, the Friends theme coming off the Chandler Bing Stevenson. I, I like the, the Friends song. I, you know, I know we go back and forth in this. I think it could have benefited from playing the, the song under Merez. Mm. It was a little awkward over Canadian bacon music to, to sing the full Friends song. I thought that was a healthy grade. I probably would have put it at more of a four, but I thought it was a four or higher, Bogues. So I have a couple of things. I'm going to start with the negatives just to get them off, the, off my chest, um, which would have prevented me. They, they require a knockdown score-wise. The Panthers can't sweep tonight as far as I know. They're only up 2-0, so tonight... They can't sweep. You said they with a win tonight. They clinched their first of the finals. <laughs> I did. I did. Heat are up 3-0. Panthers are up 2 I mind blanked and had the Heat and Panthers crossed. Right. You're absolutely right. So the other thing, I, I, I need confirmation. Are you going to talk about the goal played? Yes. Okay. Yes. You played, I believe you played Matthew Kuchuk's game <laughs> one winner while talking about game two. So I just I went back and just looked at this. They re-put in Game 1's winner as Game 2 when I saw it. So, yes. <laughs> so, the answer is yes. So, our tape ops uh, didn't do their job on Saturday night. Yeah, well, it, see, I don't even see the Game 2 winner in our folder. Well, that's exactly the problem. That's what I'm trying to say. So, when I scrolled down, I went to the most recent Florida right. Panthers-Carolina Hurricanes game. And I saw Kachuk scored overtime winner, and I was under the assumption that was it. Yeah. What your the reality is Saturday night, whoever's on did not pull that game, Correct. the overtime winner. So when I scroll down, I just did what anybody would do. The most recent Carolina Florida highlights. Oh, there's Kachuk's OT sure. winner. That would be the OT winner. But my counter argument would have been the second I heard the call go end the marathon. That well, was immediately my trigger to go, out. that's not game two, because right. game I, two ended on the right. earlier side of overtime. I also, I saw the short version, the, the long version. I took the short version. I right-clicked, downloaded, and didn't listen to the clip. Mm, because until just then? Yes. Mm -hmm. I, I heard it live. Now, yeah, I could have done that. I was kind of in show. But, again, here I am trusting our staff around here to actually have the right calls in there. I'm not uh, going to be punished for that. Somebody's got to pull that highlight on Saturday night. Pete, would that alter your grade if you knew that he played the wrong highlight and mistakenly said that the Panthers go for a sweep? Um, yeah, uh, well, the, the the writing part, yes. The, the, if the cuts got mixed up, all right. The I cuts mean, didn't get mixed up. The, cuts, the one cut didn't exist, and Sean hastily took the wrong one. That's a little sloppy on all ends. Correct. Um, yeah, it would have affected it a little bit. Maybe a quarter oink, maybe it's yeah. a four two five. I, yeah, I, yeah, that's not uh, right. I mean, I mean, because we've had a history of of that stuff being a little sloppy, right? Uh, on on Canadian bacon. You so so after a while, you're like, all right, well, we got to deduct something. Right. Uh, hold on, I'm go I'm sorry. I don't care who I'm throwing under the bus here on Saturday night. Yeah, I when I came time to get the highlights together. I am already in show. Our show has started. The cold open has begun. I scroll a little hockey folder. I had, The only thing I pulled was the Rod Brindamore that James Baccioni had for me. As far as the goals go, there's Chandler Stevenson. Let me get the Kachuk OT winner. 
I did not go back and re-listen to the clip because I was in show. And, again, I see Kachuk game. It's the most recent Florida-Carolina game. That's on our staff. That 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 has to be. In the, the new goals have to be in the system. It's an easy to mix up. It's not like they had a different OT winner in game one. So you're you're not wrong that the clip needs to be in our system. But maybe, as you told your kids once or twice, two wrongs don't make a right. And I'm looking at the clip right now, and when I touch it, when I click on it, immediately the information pops up, and it's dated 518, and it says four overtimes. First of all, if you think I know what day of the week it is and date it is, I just looked at Florida, Carolina, Kachuk. Oh, it's labeled as OT winner. It's not labeled yeah. as four OT winner. I, well, but it says it, it in does the, it say Kachuk OT winner? Tell me what it says. It says Matthew Kachuk with the game winning goal, and then two lines down it says four okay. OT. But I'm doing a million after things. the D. I'm not looking down at four OT. It's I would not have made that mistake. Would Boyle if the, have made a clear error like is, this? Yes, he actually would have. Yes, he would have. Mm, okay. That I won't say. He, yes, because he, he would have saw Kachuk game winner, the most recent highlight from that series, and assumed the job was done on Saturday night. How many different jobs we need to pick up the slack for? That's a disgrace, whoever was on Saturday night. Sorry. I don't care who it offends. Well, we didn't know Pete. We, we know Pete didn't hire that person, so we can't ask Pete for help. That was Carlos. It was Carlos? Carlos but, but a, that's money? a disgrace, Carlos. All right, relax. Here's the, here's the whole thing with that. Saturday, we were a little crazy with staffs. Carlos actually stepped in for somebody on Saturday who had to move up. So it was a little crazy on Saturday in terms of that. But So you told him not way, to worry about the hockey game? No, either way, no, either way he should. It the, That sound should be in the system, whomever is here. Yeah. Look, okay. we could do it without Astros, whoever, on Saturday night. Get the game, Bo- get the game winner in OT. Bogues, with that being said, what would you think about 4.5 wings? Uh, I think I would have... I think four two five is the ceiling for me over the two issues that we just brought up. Um, yeah, I thought fair. I don't know why Mike Lennon would be at the Hurric- at, at the Panthers game. NC State, a- yeah, NC State. Oh, all right, okay. Um, but good for you because you wrote well around that. The raising Canes chicken lines were good. The boiled dogs Barkov woof woof was good. Dog. I wouldn't say the stars are DOA just yet in the, but I, that was part of the song. Of course. They're probably insulted by that, or they're going to win the next four games, and you'll have another reverse curse on your on your hands. But, yeah, I think until the two things that I pointed out, you were chugging along really well there. Okay, <sighs> I'm just going to lastly leave you with this real quick. I also heard the highlight immediately and didn't stumble. I could have stopped and said that's the wrong highlight and blown up my score, and I didn't. I kept chugging along. Hmm. Mm. All right. Uh, Pete, one quick note here. Do you think it would have helped him to have the friends – theme song under him as he sang friends uh I, no look I, I i i'm not really into the the bed uh the music the actual music bed on yep. it yep. um i think it, it's it's better with him just singing it. i thought i should have brought it down down the music completely and let him sing it mm, that's on me point. but um no i think it would i think it would have been just as disastrous either way <laughs> so, so so it didn't really matter if he had a, a four-piece orchestra doing it yeah, see, uh, I, I I disagree. I'm with DA on this. I think the music mostly is a benefit, and it would have been a good one there to have the bed underneath. Well, him, I mean, I think. It, it also, whenever he plays music, it always start. He always starts the lyrics late. So <laughs> take that for what it is. And I'm trying to you know woo the judges a little bit. I don't want to have to. Pete has to play that. That's extra stuff I'm putting on Pete's plate there. If I give him the bed, so I try to limit how many times I have to do that. Okay. Out of respect for him, he's got a lot going on over there. <laughs> No one knows what analytics is. They think it's like a bunch of nerds doing math, which I don't know, maybe that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs>
It's time now for the Mothership's Advanced Analytics. Okay, the Celtics find themselves down 3-0 in the Eastern Conference Finals to an 8-seed. Oh, no, that's not your normal 8-seed. And the Bruins were bounced in the first round after winning the President's Trophy for the best record. Had a historic regular season, which is the bigger Boston choke job this spring. 63% of you say it's the Bruins. Now, data, the data department delivers this. Boston built America's number one first subway back in 1897. The city of Newton, Massachusetts, was the inspiration for the name Fig Newton Cookies. And the first Dunkin' location ever was located in Quincy, Massachusetts. One poll, by the way, listed the Patriots' undefeated failure against the Giants in the Super Bowl as the most heartbreaking moment in Boston sports history. Another poll lists the David Ortiz post-Boston Marathon speech as the most memorable. But there's been some heartbreaking moments, certainly in Boston sports history. Bucky Dent comes to mind. Also, Bill Buckner comes to mind, etc. Okay, what did we decide on for the epic fail this morning? The fail is what I want Badlands' belch to smell like. Oh, yeah, this was pretty disgusting. Here's your fail. Even the DA show is not perfect. We know. Shocking. Here's the epic feel. Well, when it comes to Badlands, did you explain that we need him to belch in your face from the deepest recesses of his body and then smack you with a kill box? I will tell you exactly what I have told uh, Mr. Booker. Um, I think I'm confident to just go and crush it. Uh, count me in, your dad's backyard. Thanks for inviting me back. Okay, so I went through the whole thing. You know, we had to ration a little bit. Your dad's backyard. I said, I lost the bet on the show. To end the show as part of this elaborate scheme, I also need you to slap me in the face with a hot dog or a sausage. But then you also need to burp in my face. I assumed you'd be down, so I never asked. <laughs> he wrote, ha, 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 with an exclamation point. I would definitely be down. It's all good. Whatever you need me to do, I'll do. Oh, I'm the baddest man from the Badlands. Oh, Badlands is just an all-time great person. There is nothing you could tell him that he'd be like, ooh, no, I don't do that. <laughs> well, Mraz, what no. do you hope you smell? What do you hope the experience is? Mm. I want to smell a hot dog from the contest in 96, DA. I hope that something's still in there. Oh, there goes a belch. I think, look, if you're smelling a Badlands burp, you want hot dog in there. You want hot dog in there. Now, he's chugged Mountain Dew. I think he did a fishbowl of his own Ecto Cooler the other day. So I'm assuming you're going to get a lot of weird sugars thrown at you. I mean, bologna's bologna, you know what I'm saying? But deep down, if you, it's like, I don't know. If you're going to have Badlands burp in your face, you don't want to go to a Yankee game and watch Aaron Judge strike out four times. You better get hot dog in that burp. Yeah, you, you want to smell memorabilia? <laughs> well, I'm just saying, he's known originally for the hot dog thing. So you want hot dogs in there. You, do, you don't want to pay admission and then be left a little disappointed. Yeah, he faked us all out. Epic fail, you loser. That is why you fail. Epic fail. What an exciting time to be alive. Friday, June the 16th, we have the Bob's Bar Show. If you're deciding to come in from out of town, we have a one-sheet of travel guide for you. But on that morning, Friday of Father's Day weekend, beginning at 6 a.m. Eastern time, 3 Pacific, we will have a party to end all parties to begin the summer, official summer kickoff for us. Yes, it's a few weekends after Memorial Day, but so what? That's fine. We're going to push and pull the calendar to our 
our disposal. All right, thanks to Sean Mraz, executive producer. Thanks to Pete the Body Bellotti on the Wheels of Steel and Audio Director. Thanks to Andrew Kaplan, the Wizard of Watch DA. And thanks to Andrew Bogish on your headlines. I am off tomorrow, so enjoy the guys. Everybody, keep it locked right here tomorrow as the rest of the crew holds it down for you. Be good and be good to one another. I'm DA and the Mothership Disconnects. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 